All right, guys, welcome to our bonus episode of Meet the Candidates, hot off the presses. Chris and I were there. We listened intently, took notes, and here is our spin, take, opinion, whatever you want to call it, on Meet the Candidates. So, Chris, let's start off with uh, overall, how did you think each candidate did? You know, I got to start off by saying, I think that the event went really well. We had a great turnout tonight, which was awesome. Woo-hoo! I mean, there was nearly 100 people there tonight. I mean, I stopped counting at 88, and we had a few come in after that. So that was a great turnout. It's nice to see Fantastic. so many people yep. interested in what's going on. Um, do really want to point out, Zach Milkovich did not show up, even though he was invited and included on all the communications for it. He could not be bothered to come tonight. Of course. So, you know, He's probably scared, you know, because some of these questions were, like, super intimidating. Oh, yeah, because, you know, how would you, (laughs) what are your qualifications? Yeah, that's the best thing to to ask our sitting ward councilman, because I'm fairly certain he doesn't have any. But anyhow, um, I thought they all did well. I thought, um, I thought Sharon did well. I thought she, she focused maybe a little bit more on Goodyear Heights than she ought to have. I thought, uh. Out of the three of them, Jack, I think, had the most pointed answers, um, probably the most in terms of a doable plan, you know, action plan. Yeah. I thought that yeah. that was what I got out of that. Um, I thought that Amy was kind of, uh, I think she was intimidated is what I got. I, I felt that she was not used to public speaking, and I didn't think she was really well prepared. Okay. That, yeah. That was my feeling on it. You know, right. Just, just, just my take. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, I thought Amy could have been better prepared for it. Um, she did seem, she did come across, you know, verbally a little, a few times like she was nervous. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't blame her. I mean, this is the first time you're running for sure. public office and yeah, you're absolutely. getting up in front of all these people. Yeah, you I got, mean, you know, a hundred, you know, holy crap. hundred, you know, people staring at you who are already angry at how things are going. Oh, yeah. And wanting to know what are you going to do to change oh, yeah. our life around and make our life better and yeah. fix where we're living because we're not happy. It just got real. <laughs> yeah, it the, did. The rubber just hit the road. It did. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sharon, I thought she really, and, and this is the one thing that I pointed out to you several times, is that I thought that she um, just really stuck with Goodyear Heights, Goodyear Heights, Goodyear Heights, and I keep thinking, I keep coming back to this thing, dude. Ward ten is more than just Goodyear Heights, right? Now, yeah, and that being said, I mean, I understand that the vast majority of her public service work has been with Goodyear Heights. I understand That's true, that. True. You know, it's it's you know, I think she really needs to start looking at what is she going to do to take her her focus a little bit outside of the Heights because you've got you know Middlebury, you've got that area between Middlebury and Goodyear Heights, kind of the no man's land there, you know, oh yeah, Case Avenue and stuff. Yeah, and then you've got that weird part of Ellet that is somehow ours as well. <laughs> yeah, which is just you know kind of this bizarre finger into the Ellet area, but it's still part of Goodyear Heights and really a whole separate neighborhood and a whole separate identity from Goodyear Heights. And these are right. all people that all have issues, all have things that need to be addressed. So these are. I think they kind of got left in the dirt, was my feeling. Um, I think, besides, she did well. I mean, she spoke well about how she would be available and how she would be, uh, you know, a, a good servant to the people, I think. All right. But anyway, yeah, I thought that, it, all in all, she did a, a good job on what she wants to do, but I think her, her experiences are narrow in terms of what she can do for the ward in general. Um. I think the other thing that that concerns me there is that she doesn't seem to really be open to to expanding her her realm of of, of experience. And she kept repeating that she's got a really good working relationship with the existing 
establishment. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, what happens if that establishment changes? Because that could well happen. Oh, big time. Especially you know, with this with, election. Yep. Thing. So, yep. I mean, it's, you know, how, how adaptable are you going to be? Because this is not going to be the same old, same old, I think. I think things are changing. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. So, I mean, I saw some issues there. Jack, um, while being realistic, it, it, it kind of felt like the voice of doom a little bit. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's taken a while to get this way. It's going to take a while to turn around. And I don't see, really see, you know, business coming back. And yeah, while he's probably right, yeah, yeah, it's, it's I painful know. to hear that. It sure. It is a painful truth to hear sure. that. Yeah, we're not going to be getting, you know, awesome, awesome businesses back in the Heights. But he seemed to have a more realistic opinion on, okay, you know, if we do bigger projects, the public needs to be involved. I like hearing that. That's one of my biggest complaints about the current administration is we do these big projects and we do them and don't tell anybody till it's too late to do anything about it. Right, exactly. Like, here, we're just going to foist this on you. You like that, don't you? We're going to, you know, have basically a whole new zip strip right in the middle of your neighborhood. You like that, right? <laughs> no, not, not all the oh, crime yeah, yeah, that. Really, it just depends. Yeah. It depends on the types of businesses that are going to actually be yeah. able to get in there. Sure. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, and we don't know because right. they haven't. Because they haven't. Right. So, yeah, I, I like that he wants to include people. I think that was good. I, I liked, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that he had plans, he had ideas on how to, how to deal with those plans. I mean, he knew what he was going to do and how he was going to say it. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, honestly, if I, I mean, if you want to talk about ranking, I'd have to say Jack came out on top yeah. on that. I think he, he, know, he knows his people. And you're right, while... He was a bit doom and gloom. He was being realistic and he was being honest with us sure. and saying and also letting people know, don't expect things to change overnight no. just because we get a new council person in. No. You know, be patient with whoever gets in here because this will take time. Absolutely. And, you know, the one piece, too, that I thought was great with uh, Sharon was she said the money is there. The city wants to throw money at businesses. You know, they are begging people. So if you have a passion that you can turn into business, definitely take your idea down there because we have the space for it and you can get the funding for it. Sure. So I think, you know, that's probably... Yeah, I mean, Akron's rolling out its Great Streets program again this year, which, you know, they did last year. And much to my sadness, sorrow, and shame... No one in Goodyear Heights took up any of the grants that were offered. Nobody. And, and there were a couple businesses that could have, that could have benefited from that. Uh, Absolutely. Post office guy. We don't even know what it is he's doing yet, but post office guy could have benefited from the great Dude, you know what? Whatever happened with that guy? I don't even know. I seriously don't know. I've got to do a drive-by. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I have no. That's all I know him is his post office guy because I don't know what it is he does. But what is his what is his website? Didn't he have a website? I don't even. I don't think he's got a website. But I mean, it was going to be a tattoo parlor. Anyway, anyway it was going to. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. but yeah, he could have totally monopolized on that. Certainly, we have an empty bank up there on the corner of Newton and Goodyear that could be. Personally, I think that'd be an awesome donut shop. I think you should do the donut shop. I think you should do it. I, Chris, I think you should do it, man. I feel your calling is baked goods. Okay? I can do baked goods through the little, you know, pneumatic <laughs> yeah. shoot. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and your mouths are right there at the end. Yeah, <laughs> got your sugar awesome. fix. That would be great. I think but, that's a great idea. Yeah, so, I mean, there are some places that, yeah, that we could definitely add some businesses and yeah. bring it back to, you know, maybe more neighborhood friendly. I think a coffee shop down there would be a fantastic thing. It would be great. It would be perfect. Yeah. And I think, you know, restaurants. And here's the thing. Like, I don't care if it's big pox. It doesn't have to be big box no absolutely not just dredge up somebody that knows something that can cook good yeah pair them with somebody who can do business well yeah. and freaking let's yeah. make this work 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, like I said, it, it hurts to hear, you know, don't really think we're going to be able to be bringing that much back in. But I'll tell you what, I don't think we're going to be getting anything into the Heights or War 10 in general until we get the crime back under control. That's, That's number true. one with a bullet. Yep. And I don't think any of them really address. Did you say a bullet? I did. And <laughs> yes, I know. It's it's absolutely That's a ironic. terrible, terrible pun. Terrible. However, I mean, I think, you know, that's the number one complaint of the entire ward is the crime levels. I mean, we are seeing increased gun level crimes all over town. We are seeing increased, you know, just attacks in general. So until we get crime under control, no business in their right mind is going to want to come back into a neighborhood where they're going to get robbed right away. I mean, case in point, the Italian gardens up here, they hadn't been here two months and got robbed. Well, I'm surprised they're still here. In fact, I'm glad they're still here. Yeah, I was really afraid they'd get chased Pretty, off. Yeah, I was very concerned about that. So yeah. it's good to see that, you know, we were able to you know get post something out on yeah. Facebook, get people to come in and buy food and try to, you know, restock yeah. the coffers, even though, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, that they, sucks. Yeah, that really I mean, sucks. Yeah, we have a priority here. So, I mean, it needs to be crime, then it needs to be infrastructure. Yep. Those things need to be under control before any business that's got a brain rattling around in their head is going to decide that this is a place worthy to come back in and take the chance. Right. Yep. So, I, I agree. Mean, I've talked with a couple of places hoping to drag them back in, and those are their chief complaints. You look at the demographics, and it's terrifying. I wouldn't put a business here. Yeah. You know, not, not in hope to survive. So, but at any rate, so there was, there was that part. Um, let's see, some of the other ones, what what were they saying? Convince us that they're the right person to be Ward 10 councilman. Who do you felt won that? Let's see, what number was that? That Let was the look. first one. The first one? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly... Wait a minute, repeat that question again. Okay, the first question was, can you convince us you're the right person to be Ward 10's councilman? I mean, I, Jack, Amy, and Sharon all answered that. I didn't really feel like they answered it like it should have been answered. I don't think that they name specific skill sets that they're bringing to the table. I mean, either that, all, that either. Yeah, they are. These are all people that work daytime jobs currently, and you know, should be you know going okay because I do this, this, and this in my daytime job. I use this skill on a day to day basis. This is this an way. interview. Yeah, this. This is, isn't a popularity contest. Absolutely. This is a flipping interview. Yeah. So I want to know why you should be the council person. And honestly, to be honest with you, I think Jack kind of nailed that whole thing, man. Because he was talking about his experience with helping people um, as the union union rep. And he said, you know, I know how to do all that stuff. So the skills that I'm bringing to, the, to this is that I know how to negotiate. I know how to work with people across party lines. I know, like, he's, yeah. he's pretty much been doing that, yeah. you know, uh, in his career. Yeah. So in a way, he kind of roundabout said it. But I, I, got, the, I got the memo. And I've kind of gotten that memo from the beginning. Yeah. And, and I did get it from Sharon, too. You know, listen, yeah. she's been, you know, working in the school system. Networking. And, yeah. Yep. So, and, and she's been working with the right committee doing, you know, the, the various projects that they have and she's good at grant writing these are all good skills but i i think probably the person who missed the boat most on the skill set there was again amy yep and it's you know talking about your education and, and social media nobody skills. cares I mean, I mean yeah i mean those are good skills to have but sure should be part and parcel as a full package exactly and not just the entire package absolutely and I, I'll tell you what, basically, if you, you want my real honest opinion, you probably should just marry freaking Jack with Sharon, and that would be the perfect candidate right there. There we go. <laughs> yeah, meld them into one. <laughs> meld them into one. But anyways. Anyway, so we, I think we already covered the, the what skills do you have. Yeah, the one and two. All right, handling our vacant homes. I thought some good ideas got that was out That was that some great ideas came out of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're hearing things like, you know, possible ideas of doing, you know, roaming street patrols that yep. would, uh, you know, identify yep. some problems. 
um, having the neighborhood watch groups chime in more on some of these, which I think is a great idea. It, and, it's yeah, and having the council, the per, whatever the council person, attend yep. the the monthly watch meetings. I think yes, yeah. because that's, that's another great place to get feedback. Yep, and uh, the other thing too was. Like uh, Sharon was saying something about do a team that does community development, like actually create a community development core corporation. Yeah, corporation. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I don't really know any much about that piece of it. I know that we went and talked to Kenmore and mm-hmm. talked with uh, the lady down there, Tina. I can't remember her yeah, last. I can't name. remember the last. I can't name. remember her last name, but but went down there and talked with her and. It was just really cool to see some of the things that they were trying to implement. And because know, of that. Yeah, and I noticed they just bought their first commercial property. They're Did putting, they really? Yeah, they're putting a coffee shop in down there that was done through the CDC. So, I mean, these are all really cool things. Yeah, if we had a CDC here, because, I mean, Middlebury has one working out of the well. And and look at what's gone on down there. Yeah, they're really starting to pull it together. They're yeah, they really are. They're great programs. Yep. And I'll tell you what, a more blighted neighborhood has never been. Oh, yeah. I mean, no it's, kidding. It's, Middlebury was, it, it it was still bad. Is. It is and still it is. Bad. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's a work in progress. It's going to take years. But that's going to be beautiful once it's finished. I agree. And especially with the uh, with that that one house over there, that really big, huge mansion house. Oh, yeah. The old, the, um, old Steinway Mansion. Yeah. That, that's going to be something. Oh, man, that's going to be... I'm going to be very interested to see what goes on with that. I got to go to one of my daughter's piano recitals there. Yeah. Um, back in the late 90s, and it was very cool. And oh, it was, man. I mean, it was already degrading, but it was cool really? to see the bones of it. What oh, it would wow. be. That would... So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that one. It's, like, sad, because a lot of the architecture around Goodyear Heights, Middlebury, and all... And it's just, just this area in general. It's just got some really great pieces and buildings, and it's mm-hmm. like, don't don't tear this down. Let's try to do something oh, yeah. with it. I mean, pretty you know, much keep from, the... like, City Hospital, if you know where Fountain Street is off yeah. the market up yeah, there, yeah, all yeah, the way yeah. back, that was all Millionaire's Row. My great-great-uncle, yep. Ferdinand Schumacher's house, was right there at the corner of Fountain and, and Market. That was where his mansion was. Wow. And he was the one who ran the, the Quaker Square, the, the, the Quaker Mills. That was Wow. Him. So, yeah, I mean, there were some really cool buildings that were all the way down there, and they're all gone. That mansion is the too, last of them. Wow. So, That's yeah, too bad. It's, it's worth saving. Yep, I agree. All right. So Moving we, on. Uh, roads brought to safe standard for safe driving. This was still the same kind of, you know, yeah, it's going to take a while. And we heard that out of everybody. It but, took a long time to get here. It's going to take a long time to fix it. Well, and the one thing I would have liked to have heard was that, you know, hey, I want to look at the current contracts yeah. for repaving or what they call resurfacing yeah. and and restructuring of the roads. Because evidently there's there's a difference. If you're getting your road repaved, they're literally just taking off the top layer and putting on a new top Slap layer. A new black top they're on. not really restructuring or yeah. redeveloping, redesigning, whatever you want to call it, yeah. ripping out the entire road and fixing it correctly. Yeah. They're just basically putting a Band-Aid. Yeah, and that's I what they did here on Malaysia. They did oh, yeah. on Goodyear. Maybe yep. that was it. So. And guess what? Less than 18 months later, we got all kinds of potholes. And it's sad because it it's like, it's it's a waste. It is. It's a flipping it's, waste. It's throwing good money after bad. Yeah. And honestly, if they were to say, if they were to come out and say, hey, you know, this is our plan going forward and this is going to be quite expensive, but we are going to basically redesign and restructure mm-hmm. our road system so that they are more maintenance-free, more more easily, easier to maintain. Yeah. I would be all about the slowness. Absolutely. But to go in here and just slap down a Band-Aid that's going to only last until the next, you know, yeah. snowstorm. Yeah. I'm not I'm not keen on that. But unfortunately, I, I, I don't think that really any of them had a good answer. And I think it's because there is no good answer. Yeah. I, mean, I think that was kind of, it's like, you know, it's, 
going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, there's more money coming in because of the new Ohio gas tax. Um, so Ohio is the state is going to be sending cities more money to deal with their roads. But here's the other thing too, like why not think outside the box? Mm-hmm. Why not sit there and say, maybe look at how roads are designed, mm-hmm. you know, like what the materials are being used. Absolutely. Is that really sustainable? Sure. You know, like what is this tar made out of? Yeah. You know, is it petroleum based? You know, you know, can we put some rubber in it? Yeah. Like some of the Southern states Absolutely. or will they get torn? up because of salt is there something are we using you know is there a different additive we could use you know i mean like let's think outside the box here let's look at what other cities and states are doing also okay what are we doing in terms of snow and 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 snow removal we're going to talk about chemicals no kidding and that was a huge issue this winter sure it was but you know what we're using for our ice removal and and snow removal is tearing the roads to hell too absolutely along with those big old trucks yeah yeah, I mean, you know, there are some states that use sand. Yeah. Um, I know New York State, actually, where my husband was living upstate New York, they use sand there. Um, then in some places use, like, the blue crystals, which will tear your car to hell, but it does a good job on the roads. But I think it's probably going to tear the roads up, too. Yeah. There are some places that use cinders, still. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, <laughs> what's, like, leftover after burning wood. No it, kidding. Yeah, I mean, you use it for traction. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, that I've, I've seen too. So, I mean, there are other things. You need, and then they were talking for a while there about beet juice because it's got such a lower, uh, they were doing that. They were adding beet juice to the water and, and using the saline on the roads with beet because it has a lower freeze temp. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, that's that was interesting. Like a couple years ago. But so, also, it makes me wonder, it's like, how much that gum up your car? Yeah, that, that, that one makes me go, Because then you're going to be really having issues. People be complaining to the city about their cars falling apart. So, right. I mean, you're really damned if you do, damned if you don't yeah. at this point. But again, I like the whole idea of you know, maybe utilizing the things that we have in place. Okay, we have all these, you know, we're working on trying to expand the block watches. So, yeah, why not have the block watches report on road issues and stuff? And, and once again, the councilman attends block watch meetings. And then we send a neighborhood watch representative to the Ward 10 meeting once a month to give a report. Right. Even right. if it's a written one going, listen, this is what we're getting out of our folks right. in problem areas. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was a good idea. I like the idea of, you know, walking patrols to try and get an eye, a handle on what's going yep. on because the city can't fix what they don't know about. So, I and you're right Jack about and that. Sharon both did a really good job addressing that. Yep, I did too. So. All right. Which one are we on now? Uh, oh, yeah. Five. Convince us you can improve our community safety and how we use improved community safety to attract businesses, families desire. Um, I think, once again, this is kind of one of those questions, there wasn't a good answer because there's no good solution. Um, I think they're, they're all looking at using programs that are already in place, which is a great idea. You know, you can utilize what you have better than what's being done currently. Right. I think I got that out of all of them is we wanted to use what resources we already have. I mean, we've got, you know, the, the right committees here in Goodyear Heights. We've got Goodyear, community, Goodyear Heights Community Action Group. And we've got the Goodyear Neighborhood Watch area-wide program that we're trying to expand out. These are all eyes on the street that the city doesn't have necessarily. Right. So, yeah, of course, you're going to want to maybe, you know, have them working on reporting crime issues when things look sketchy. It's a matter of getting people to participate. There's a problem. You know, that's, a, that's another thing, too. I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers, and I said, you know what the hardest part is? It's just getting people to actually care yeah. and show up mm-hmm. and, and actually participate in their community. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to get people to do that. Yeah. 
Okay. How do you get people to do that? I don't know. I mean, what I got out of all these guys, and I, I think uh, there's a positive score on each and every one of them this evening of talking about added involvement with their community. Yeah, they did. They all more did. More open to being talked to, be it by phone, email, FaceTime, being at different meetings. If you needed to set up a meeting, they'll do it. Yeah. Which is a hell of a lot better than what we have currently, because when you ask the current councilman what we have, he'll give you a phone number to call and blow you off. Right. Yeah, he he could care less about what's going on. He simply does not care about representing his ward. That is not his priority. Every one of the folks I heard up there, it sounds to me like I heard a very deep, committed idea of representing the ward. Oh, yeah. And even Sharon said it herself. She's like, I love my neighborhood. Yeah. And she does. It's it's evident. She's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, you don't. That takes commitment. Sure. You don't do the amount of work and things that she's done if you don't care about someplace. Yep. You know, and it's it's heartrending to see what's happened here. I mean, my husband and I have been here for 16 years now. When we moved into this house, this was the perfect white fence picket neighborhood. I mean, it was beautiful. You know, it was fall. The park across the way was, you know, it was amazing. Five years later, they started tearing down the projects underneath the Y Bridge, and they started moving all the Section 8 housing that they tore down down there into the Heights and into Ellet. And that's when the neighborhood started to go down. And it's not saying that the people living in, in Section 8 housing, the renters, are bad people. I don't think that. I think it's that the people that are actually the ones leasing the housing to them are absentee landlords and don't keep up with those properties. They lease them out to whoever, and they just stop caring, and they don't pay attention. Right. And I think that has led to an awful lot of degradation in our neighborhoods. That, too, and just a different type of element. Yeah, absolutely. Came, either came with them or came with, um, you know, just the times, the changing of the times. Yeah, uh, things have gotten so well, much different. Well, in 2008, the properties fell out of the, out of the bottom. Sure so this So living here became, like, dirt cheap. Sure. I mean, when we first moved in here, I think this house was priced at sixty-seven. Probably during 2008, you could have bought this house easily for thirty-five, forty thousand, and laughed yeah. all the way to the bank with it. Oh, yeah. So, and... and yeah, and unfortunately, you know, desperate times call for desperate, desperate measures. When you have nothing, you've got nothing to lose, so you right. just start acting out whatever it is you need to do to survive. And I, mean, right. I think that's really where, if you look at the poverty thing that they just put out last week, they're comparing yep. Akron now to Detroit. We have a lot of people here that are poverty-stricken that are desperate to survive, and sometimes being desperate to survive also means what's the easiest thing you can do to survive. Right. So the easiest thing is to rob other people, to rob a store, to, you know, steal, deal drugs, whatever, to get the money and that you need to take care of your families. Right. And these are all these are all bigger problems that we all need to address in a whole bunch of different ways. Right. But, I mean, that's all led to, to, to degradations of all the neighborhoods, not just Goodyear Heights and Middlebury. Well, didn't Amy say something about bringing in jobs and careers? I think she did. I, I'm not certain where these jobs would be. I mean, I think we'll probably see some jobs coming in with service industry with the ESN stuff. I mean, right, of course, yeah. Unfortunately, those are also the lowest paying, highest turnover jobs there are. Right. Yeah, you know, these are not long-term jobs of the future. Of course not. So that's kind of sad. But yeah, if we could bring in more, I don't, I don't know what, are you going to bring in industry into this area? Where are you going to put it? I think, you know, there's the sad part is Akron's becoming a bedroom community. There's not a whole lot of people who actually work in Akron, you know, unless they're right. working in service and industry. Or if they're working downtown. Yeah, I mean, it's not a whole lot. It's not a high industry town like it used to be. But, like, Rubbermaid's just down the street now. Sure, like... and they're having a great big hiring event not too long, which is awesome. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, there's a great, oh, great. big hiring event, I think, next weekend, something like that. I saw something yeah. about that. But, yeah, I mean, so there's going to be some opportunities, and it would be great. If we get a councilman who figures out a way to bring in jobs that would be beneficial, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, if Amy has a plan for that, I think that's terrific. Yeah. 
I agree. All right, last but not least, what is number six? Residents feel they're not being heard. Their issues and concerns are not being addressed. Yeah, we kind of talked about that. I think they're all, I think, a lot more savvy in terms of using social media. I mean, most of the council people seem to be now, except our our councilman. who who seems (laughs) M.I.A. Yeah, I mean, he's got a Facebook page, but it's terrifying. Oh, my God. He never uses it. I don't think he's posted on it since 2016. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I looked at it recently. There's nothing. It says something about God bless and thank you all, and it was dated 2016. So, I mean, I'm not even sure what the point is. But the rest of them all seem to be a lot more savvy in terms of, you know, using social media and then being part of the groups that are in all these neighborhoods that are active. I mean, we, we have a couple of sites ourselves that they're all of them are on. and Oh, yeah. On. Yep. So, I mean, I think they know better how to reach out to people and they're being far more open about, you know, come and we'll, we'll listen to you. Here's how you get a hold of us. You know, their emails have been published. They're they're accessible. Yep. And all of them were really, I think, good about that one. I don't think any of them missed a point on that one. Nope. I think they did really well on that, on addressing that piece. So. Anyhow. To wrap this all up in a nice little knee bow. (sighs) What do you you think? What's your take on the whole thing? My take, you know, I would have given anything for Zach to have been there tonight. Oh, that would have been killer. Come on. I would like to hear what he has to say for himself. You know, honestly, I would too. I would have loved to have heard his answers to these questions. Yep. You know, I, I, I'm really disappointed that he thinks so little of us that he couldn't bother to be here tonight. And that's okay. He won't be there. No. I, I, very I, long. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to make it past the primary. That's my hope. And I mean, I'm hoping everybody that's listening to this too gets from the outcome that we had tonight too of just how important it is to be voting in this primary. It's huge. Oh, yeah. This is our biggest chance to change yep. things. I mean, if, yep. I mean, if you're Republicans, and I'll tell you right now, I am a Republican. I am happily changing my party for this primary. To make sure that I can vote the way that I want to vote for this. Yeah. You know, I'll worry about changing my party back when the actual general election comes. Right. But for this one, it's important. It really is. And if you don't ever vote in a primary, you need to for this one. It's a big deal. Yep. Especially Um, this year. Yeah. I I think they all had their strong points. I think, in in my opinion, I'd say both Jack and Sharon had some some pretty even, even good cards on a lot of things. Yeah. I think Amy's got some work to do. Yeah. She she may be a stronger competitor. I mean, she, she's going to do okay this time, but I think she might be a stronger competitor next time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, Absolutely. Is my feeling. Yep. I'm not trying to put anybody down. Yep. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not denigrating her. I think she's a, a good, decent person. I think she's yeah. got some great ideas and great ideals. And she cares about the neighborhood, she I think. She does. And I, feel. I think that's yeah. even more awesome. I think she just needs a little more time under her belt. You know, yep. maybe just in, in terms of community service. Right. You and know. being out in the in the public eye yeah. and being seen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this might have been a, a big leap initially. Sure. Yeah. So, we'll, you know, we'll see how she does. I, I wish her luck. I wish all of them luck. All of them. Yep. And uh, we'll be watching closely. We will. If any of you hear of any interesting little tidbits you'd like to pass on that you'd like to hear us discuss, we'd be happy to talk about it. You got it. <laughs> Find us on Spotify, Google, Podcasts, Breaker, and Breaker. And Facebook, as always. Radio Public. And, uh, of course, Facebook, yes. Yeah. All right, guys. See you next week. Yep. Peace.